Welcome to Six Degrees Within YGK, a podcast where we get everyone within the YGK area where we talk about health, fitness, and overall balance of life. I'm your host, Bob Payne, owner of Crossroad Limestone and Limestone Athletics. Welcome to another podcast with Six Degrees within YGK. So today, we're doing an on-site podcast, and we are sitting in fine balance here. I'm sitting with Curtis Marlowe. Curtis, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. Great to be here. Awesome. Now, um, we've been kind of talking back and forth about getting you on this, so I'll give a little backstory of why we started talking. Um, I don't know exactly how, but I was going on social media, one of I think I saw you like something on Limestone Athletics, across the Limestone's page, or somehow I came across something called Hops and Runners, right? And I saw that, I was like, what is this? Clicked on it, started seeing, basically I saw all these photos of people sitting in fine balance, drinking beer. And I was like running, and then showed people going out for runs too. I was like, wait a sec, what is this? Started doing a little reading to the fine wording and all that, I was like, man, this sounds awesome. Um, and I think that's when I just reached out to, sent you guys a private message, be like, this is really cool what you guys are doing. So I think that's how we first started talking. I didn't even know who it was on the other side of the conversation there, but that's how we started talking. So Curtis, welcome. This is good. I'm yeah. excited. Thanks, Bob. I'm excited too. Yeah, that's that's basically exactly how uh, how it played out, I think, was just got a message from you and, and a big part of what we were doing was like not really trying to put a face to to the group we just wanted to put the group out there and and the event out there and attract some people and um so yeah not surprised that you didn't know who was behind uh behind the event but uh yeah we we uh, got that dm from you and uh you were just pretty excited said i think you said uh i wished i had known about this earlier in the season because we uh we did start the opening uh the opening run was uh the beginning of august but yeah so yeah well, let's actually give a description of what this is, like sure. Hops and Runners. Yeah. Uh, so Hops and Runners is uh, exactly what it sounds like. Uh, hops, which uh, is a key component of any fine-tasting beer, uh, and Runners. Uh, and we just wanted to kind of put the, the two together and give uh, give everybody uh, something to look forward to. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things during the, the pandemic, there was uh, not a lot to look forward to. And I think it's so much of what we talk about harps on the, the pandemic and, and whatnot, but I think it truly did drive the formation of this group. Um, yeah, and just try so, to- So like who came up with the original idea? It's kind of like, were you guys sitting around fine balance here, just like having cold one? And you're like, man, I love running. Like, like what's the creation story? Yeah, I mean the biggest thing I think we need to give uh, first of all <laughs> shout out to uh, to Andrew and his team at uh, at Fine Balance. Um, Andrew's the owner. Andrew, yeah, Andrew Silver. He's the owner of Fine Balance, and then his crew and um, Jamie Brash is kind of in charge of uh, helping set up events and stuff at, at the brewery. So she she's a, a key component to getting the group going for sure. Um, Andrew really is about community and and trying to be involved in the community and. Um, as am I, as kind of like uh, local Kingstonian, um, been here most of my life, all that kind of stuff. So I, I like to give back to the community whenever I can. Um, I like to run. I like beer. We just, <laughs> it's a perfect yeah, mix. It's yeah, a, it's a perfect mix. We just started chatting and trying to figure out how to get more uh, community involvement and get, get fine balance out in the community a little bit more too because 
I don't know if a lot of people remember, but Andrew started this brewery up and they opened in like October 2020. So like we were yeah. in the middle of a pandemic when he opened up. So yeah, you I remember yeah. when it first opened up because my because I live right over in Greenwood Park Drive okay. yeah. in Greenwood Park here. And my buddy was lives down the road. He was like, yeah, the new brewery just opened up. I was like, wow, I didn't even know about it yet. And so we came over. No, and um, yeah, opened up kind of like, I will say, one of the worst times. Like yeah. not, not uh, I'm sure it was never in his plan. Like, but one of the worst times when, like, you can't go inside. Well, actually, at that point, you could go inside. When at that point, up. you could. Yeah. yeah, at that point, you could uh, for a brief moment. I think he was there. They were a month and a half. They were able to have people in, in-house, and then they had to close down in January, right? So, um, yeah, so it was one of those things where we just got chatting, and I threw, threw the idea out there. I've done this in the past with different, different friends of mine and, and other you know, other groups have done the odd beer run here and there, but they've been more of a charity, a one-off where it's like 20 bucks to go for a run and you get a beer afterwards and $15 goes to a local group or whatever. Um, and those were always super successful and people really had fun, but it was like, I kind of want to do that weekly and, or bi-weekly or whatever, right? Monthly. We didn't know exactly what it was going to be when we, when we started out. Um, but that was kind of the idea. Um, to be completely honest, I got, I got to give a shout out to to, to Riverhead. They they've got one in the West End, which was kind of like okay, the framework I didn't know for about us. That, yeah, okay. so Riverhead, um, you know, again another great local local brewery, local business that is just trying to create community within within our city. And they have one called Loggers and Joggers, and they do it on Monday. But I'm like you, I live in the East End. I don't want to go all the way to the West End, right? Well, like, like it's a far hike, especially in yeah. the evening. Yeah, so I was just hoping to bring something here. I've got a lot of my friends that I that I run with and train with um, are in the East End, um, so that's what we were like. Oh, you know, loggers and joggers sounds like a great idea, but like we we can't get over there for like five thirty on a Monday night. We've got kids and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, when when Andrew opened up Fine Balance here, it was kind of perfect opportunity for us to to bring a little bit of uh, that aspect to uh, to the East End. Oh, that's. Now, when you guys meet up, is it kind of like predetermined, okay, guys, we're going around this route? Like, how does it, like, can anyone show up and just like, I never run before? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a good question for sure. Um, it's an inclusive group. That was the, the one of the big drivers for me, and that was one of the things that, that we decided was it needed to be an inclusive group. I've got a lot of friends um, who are, I mean, I'm not an incredibly... Um, fast runner myself, but I have a lot of friends who are. They're really dedicated to training. I've got a lot of clients that are dedicated to training, high-level, elite-level runners. Um, and I knew they were going to come out to support, but I wanted it to be an inclusive group because I have a lot of friends and clients that are like me and, and um, do it more recreationally and, and whatnot and wanted to enjoy it. So there's no set route as much as I decided that I wanted it to be for time. So you go out. I like that. Yeah, you go out for 30 minute run. So it's when the weather was nicer, we did use we jump on the path that's out here around Greenwood Park, right? And 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 for a lot of us it would be an out and back. So you'd go out 15 minutes, you turn around and you come back 15, you're done in 30 minutes. And that seems to have worked really well because I thought about the idea of having a 5k run. But some of the people that come out can do 5k in 20 minutes and then some can do 5k in 40 minutes. So that's not really the inclusive 
culture that I was trying to include or create here where, you know, somebody's done, a bunch of people are done after 20 minutes and they're, they're done their first beer and, and a bunch of us are just rolling in then. So it was really important to us to have um, a run organized where everybody finishes within like three to five minutes of each other. We all sit down as a group. We leave as a group. We all finish roughly around the same time and then we all get to sit down as a group and, and enjoy a, a beer or two and, and just kind of catch up on the week. That's amazing. No, that's so good because what you said about like everyone runs at different paces because like with the gym, we've done a few events, even like in our workouts where like you get some people who can run like the wind, like Prefontaine style, like yeah. they just take off. And other people, they're like, I hate running. Like I'm not, I don't like running. Like I'll run. Fair. I, I used to like running like say like five, ten years ago when I was like 20 pounds less. But yeah. like, like running like 5K is going to take me a lot longer right yeah and so with you having everyone just kind of like 15 minutes out 15 minutes back we all meet up have a great time let's sit down have some beers tell some stories exactly and I mean the biggest thing too is like thinking about 30 minutes for some of them is not very long right to run for 30 minutes for for a lot of seasoned runners is not very long 30 minutes for a bunch of us that's that's, that's kind long. of on yeah that's on the upper end of some people's uh, training but it's still manageable and then people that are are training for different races and, and are very serious into running and, and that kind of thing 30 minutes or 20 minutes some of them will come and they'll just do 20 minutes and they're able to fit that into their training schedule without kind of messing up their their race plan and, and training for the race i mean ultimately we we have there's a big group that comes here they do a 20 minute warm-up they do their workout and they plan their workout like speed workout and whatnot so it finishes at the beginning of the hops and runners so then they do their 20 minute cool down during the hops and runners they're back you know 10 minutes before other people but it's not that bad so uh, people have been really creative because it's they want to be here right and and that's it's it's been a good time we've we've had a good turnout and um yeah we just want to keep that people going. are came out say let's to the last one last week last week i counted we were 33 people last week um that stuck around so I count in the brewery after we're done when people are sitting down with a beer in the lineup. Well, that's I a count. social time. That's yeah, a that's time. a social time. So I counted 33. Um, some weeks people come for the run and, and because they like the, the social aspect of, of the run too. And then they duck out. They don't stay for a drink or whatever, which is fine. But yeah, we had 33 last week, which I'd say for the last couple months is pretty average. 30, 32 to 40 is, is kind of average. Um, I don't think we've had less than 30 in like like nine weeks Probably since you began that eh? yeah so the very beginning we had yeah we started the first week in august um so it's every wednesday night at 6 15 we didn't even i didn't even mention that oh, about yeah, i was going to say yeah, yeah. at the end i was gonna be like how do people find it fair but, enough yeah. yeah okay so we, we started in august um first week in august was kind of when we just decided to start and that's pretty hot at that point so the first week was really great we had a good turnout you know 30 35 people or something and I was like oh yeah that's awesome like a bunch of my buddies came out you know that's good it's a good group um anticipating things to kind of die off the over the the next few weeks and and we just we kind of kept having like 25 30 people there was one week where it was like feels like 40 um I think we had 12 people show up that week um which was fine and then there was one week where it rained all day it stopped like 30 minutes before the run and then spit a little bit. We had the patio set up out on fine balance here at that time still. So we got spit on a little bit when we were sitting on the patio, but not too bad. And that 
because it had rained for like two days straight, we, ha- we only had 16 out that night. But aside from that, it's been like 25 to 40 every single week. We um, maxed out on our, our special run club uh, beer release night. I think we were like 53 the, the one night. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what was that? Oh, okay. <laughs> that one, that was, a, um, that was an interesting uh, kind of concept that we put together, Andrew and I just chatting after, after one of the beer runs. And um, we did, I guess, I guess you call it a beer collab, but it wasn't really a collaboration because it was more um, just fine balance putting out a really great beer. But um, they allowed... Um, the two local uh, partners that, that are part of the, the Hops and Runners uh, group, we kind of, the three businesses um, went together on this, this initiative and it was, um, the beer was called Easy Pace IPA um, and it was a, bi- a pilot batch IPA that, um, that Andrew and, uh, and Eric and Rich, the brewers here at uh, Fine Balance, that they did. Um, Eric just ran the hop combination by me and said, what do you think about this? You know, and I looked up the hop profiles and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds pretty good. Like that, that's cool. Like I'm an IPA guy. So, um, yeah, so they brewed this beer. Um, we called it easy pace IPA. Um, I got to put my business on the logo. We put runner's choice, the other business they they were on the, their logo was on the label. Yeah. And, uh, so it was a charity beer. Um, all, uh, all profits like, uh, went towards, um, the Boys and Girls Club, and uh, collaboration between Fine Balance, um, my clinic, and then Runner's Choice, and we're using the the profits from the beer to buy uh, new shoes for members of the Boys and Girls Club. So going through Runner's Choice, they're getting us a really great price on shoes, um, and just buying yeah youth shoes for uh, for local youth in need. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's kind of like uh, if you build it, they will come. All hands on deck. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. That's yeah. wicked. Now, can you still buy that beer? No. No, okay. so that, that, that's an interesting, interesting question because um, Jamie and I laugh about this. Jamie, again, uh, one of the, the um, staff here at Fine Balance, and, and uh, we were labeling, Jamie, Jamie and I were labeling um, the night before the beer was to be released, and Andrew was here with us, and we we're, were working away at it. It was a pilot batch, so it's a smaller batch of beer. I think there was about 600 cans was what came out of the, uh, the batch, and uh, we were just chatting about how long we thought the, the beer would kick around for, um, whether or not it would be well received. And Andrew's like, yeah, like, I think, you know, we'll probably like, we'll probably sell this in about three weeks or so. And Jamie and I are pretty competitive and we just looked at each other and we're like, let's go two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Let's, 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 let's do this. Let's yeah. see what we can do. So the beer was released on uh, Wednesday, um, the Wednesday of the beer run, which was great because our, our run club was able to kind of be the first to sample it. And it was only released in cans. They didn't keg any. So it was only released in cans. <clears throat> and uh, I think there was 25 cases, I think, um, that we canned. And uh, night one, day one when it was released, they'd sold 12 cases. So almost half the beer yeah. in, in one day. So then we were like, okay, then now it's really on. So we absolutely sold out all the beer by Sunday that week. So it was five That's days. That's amazing. Yeah, five days. That's amazing. And um, with the IPA, when you said like you're a big IPA person. Yeah. Um, was that like one of your, when you said you had a hand involved in getting that, like how much did, when you put, kind of put together, like, for the taste-wise, like, how much did you jump in on that? Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, like, like, do you, have you made beer on your own? I've made, beer, I've made beer on my own, uh, yeah, a 
couple of my buddies that I that I run with and train with, we we dabbled in in homebrew for a while. Um, it wasn't the worst beer we've ever had, for sure, um, but uh, it certainly wasn't fantastic. So. Um, I think initially when we talked about it, there, we, there was going to be a little bit more of that whole collaboration idea where, where we would chat a bit about the end flavor and, and whatnot. And ultimately, it all just came together so fast um, that Andrew just said, he's like, hey, I'm gonna, Eric's going to send you a message. He's got an idea for a beer, and, and we'll go from there. So I got a message from Eric, and he was just like, we'll use this hop combination. Um, what do you think about it? I think it'll be similar to this. And I was like, sure, that works. Yeah, yeah so it was, I didn't have as much hand in the, uh, the recipe itself. Um, it's probably a better beer because I didn't have as much say <laughs> yeah. in it. You're like, okay, this is good. It <laughs> yeah. passes my taste. I'll, I'll, let the, I'll let the experts, um, you know, I, like I said, he told me what, what two hops were going to be in it. And, and I did take a peek at the, the profiles of them. And, and that appealed to me. So I was like, sure, we'll go with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing because this kind of shows you, like, going back to if you build it, they come, like, when there's, like, community events where, like, you're giving to, like, a charity or, like, someone else going to need, everyone always jumps on board. And especially after a time like COVID, I think that's so much more important, right? Everyone's, everyone gets on board with yeah. any events like that. And you probably have noticed that so much since when you started this, like, is there a lot of talk about COVID, like, oh, back in the day when we couldn't meet up or anything? Do you ever find that? Like, people are kind of talking like, oh, yeah, it's so good to be able to meet up on the east end here. Yeah. I think, I think that was a big part of why the run group, the run club started being so successful right away was that it was an event that we could go out for a run out on the path, and you can physically distance as much as you, you feel you need to at that time. The weather was gorgeous. They still had the patio set up outside. Was it not in the – no, we, were you guys – were we in the heat wave when you guys started running? It was pretty bad. It was okay. pretty bad. Like August, yeah, the August days were. So I was going to say rough. we were in the heat wave, but I remember towards the end of August it was still pretty nasty. Yeah, time. that was like I think the third or fourth week that we we ran this was like the the feels like forty day and only like twelve people showed up and it was it was pretty miserable. Um, but I think because there has been like you said like with COVID there's been so many restrictions and so few opportunities for people to get together. Um, it was almost the perfect time to launch launch a group like this and launch a club like that. This was it, it gives everybody a chance to look forward to something each week and um, yeah. So it's it's been good. Now, with the your running, like how often do you run? Like, are you a big avid runner, or are you just kind of like I like running leisurely on the side? Um, a little combination of both. I go through phases of how much I actually enjoy running. Um, I run. Right currently, I'm I'm training. I'm running like five days a week. Um, That's a lot. Like, yeah, I, like it's, it's a last time bit. I ran was during the lockdown. Okay. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say during the lockdown. Last time I ran, we weren't allowed to do workouts indoors yet. Yes. And like I I don't like I own a gym. Yeah. And like I jump in on the group classes when there's running. I don't want to say I cherry pick, but. It always happens to be when I jump in on the group classes, there's no running. There's no there. running yeah. involved. Okay, that's fair. So I get, I get where you're coming from then on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've gone through many phases of, of how involved I've been in running myself. Um, I never ran. Like, I, was, I played sports growing up. Like, I was very active, and, but I was... Well, what sports did you play? Um, when I was young, like, kind of elementary school, was like softball and hockey. Um, that continued on into high school only for a few years and then in high school I played football and rugby 
Um, so nice, that same kinda, here. I did yeah, that too. Yeah, so um, not sports where you go out for a leisure run. Like you, you're running, but like it's it's part of your training, right? Like it's it's much different than going out for a run or going out for for kind of long distance stuff. So I never really did much of that until um, until I yeah started having a family and realizing it took too much time to go like to go to the gym or you know I used to mountain bike a lot um, to pack your mountain bike up and drive out to the farm out in Glen Burnie and you know ride for 90 minutes or or whatever and then come back and clean your bike like ended up being like three hours right and golf I used to golf a ton in like three hours four hours and five hours right so exactly that. yeah so uh, running for me became more out of necessity because I needed to I needed it for a bit of a stress relief as well but like just to, to be a more fit and be healthier myself and, and kind of look after myself. And it was one of those things where I could just walk out the front door, go for a run and like had a 30 minute run. I was gone for 30 minutes. Right. And, and, and I was done. Like it, it, there was no driving to the gym, changing, you know, chatting with everybody because gym tends to be a social place too. And maybe not getting away as quickly and getting home. So out of necessity and a time, time, uh, efficiency, um, component, I, I started running. I'm also a massage therapist as well. So yeah, I was about to ask. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, kind of a, an important factor in my career was I was able to um, start understanding. I was working with a lot of runners, um, high-level runners, Queen's University cross-country team at the time and, and physical run club, like a local run, um, competitive run club. Good friends of mine are coaching for, for those two teams at the time and still have physical here. Um, and I was working with all their athletes and it was just a, a really good opportunity for me to, um, learn about the sport of running. It sounds silly because like we all know how to run, but like we don't know how to train to compete in running, um, to know what's involved and, you know, the, the training loads and what different workouts would do for you, to your body, what different injuries feel like. So, um, I've experienced that now. Like I, I, I feel like I can kind of, um, relate to a lot of the athletes that I work with, uh, the runners anyway, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's great that you said that because, like, the sport of running, because a lot of people, running's the most accessible sport out there, right? And yeah. And you can talk about soccer because anyone can go play soccer. Then yeah. there's, like, yoga. Because what it comes down to is convenience when people want, um, when they're picking healthy lifestyles, right? Movements that they're going to do, that's going to be healthy, like convenience. Going to the gym was not the most convenient when you're having kids, yeah. right? And so people go out and start running. Um, but no one ever thinks about how to run, like what to do. And they're yeah. just like, well, I'm just going to go and just run for 20 minutes, which is awesome. Yeah. But if your body's not built for running, like if you are like six foot six and you're 300 pounds, yeah. you're not built to run. But some people are like, oh, running's going to be my thing. I have to start doing that. But they don't think about the mechanics of it, yeah. uh, the training programs. So that's beautiful that you were saying that like, I have to learn about the sport of running. Like, it's, it's a little bit more than just, like, going out the door and just kind of jogging, which some days, I will say, is important, too, because you need to yeah. kind of turn your mind off. Like, you need to do that every now and then. But if you want to get better at running, avoid injuries, you also need to look at it from, like, a, a sport. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me was I'd convinced myself that I didn't like running. So I w I, I'd convinced myself early on that I was going to fail and that I was going to hate it and I was going to suck at it. Um, and I was fortunate enough, like I said, a couple of my really good friends are, are run coaches and um, they just, they said, like, go out and you don't want to go out and try and go like as fast as you can for as long as you can, because you'll only be able to do that a couple times and then you'll be sore 
or you'll be injured or and you'll just you'll hate and the sport then, right and you get frustrated right exactly so th they were pretty good about like saying like, just go for 15 minutes and like light conversational jog like just you you need to be able to carry on a conversation don't worry about how far you've gone don't worry about how fast you're going just go out for 15 minutes and then give yourself a day or two off and then do that again and like try and turn running into a sport or an um an activity that you you enjoy rather than setting yourself up to um to fail by by convincing yourself you already you already hate running so um that was that was important for me because i was like you and many many others where i just like i don't like running i don't like running at all and and now I don't love it as much as some people do. Like some of my friends and, and people that I train with um, absolutely love it. Um, I, I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy the social component to it more than anything, I think. Just having a group to run with and, you know, full circle back around to what, what we were sitting down to talk about here initially too is, is the social beer run um, and having a, a run club that's that's based around the, the social component of it all. So yeah. And j just full disclosure, I... Do enjoy running? I just don't do yeah. it now. Okay. But but if I was going to, like the past couple months, I do sprints. Like I just like sprinting. Yeah. Fifty meters, because that's what I like yeah. doing. I'm not saying I'm fast or anything like that, but from like a few different reasons, like energy system, body composition, yeah. things like that. But you played no, like explosive sports too growing up. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. And to me, like to me, that's like fun where you go and try and race your buddies and stuff. But what you're saying is like go meet people, go out running. It's like that has, re what you're doing here, like at Fine Balance is yeah. kind of replace the gym. So it's a little bit more, well, I, like I want to say convenience, because while well, you live on the East End, yeah. so you're not driving as much, but it's a little, it's the social part, right? And that's why people would start going to the gym, because they want to go to the social part. Like if I was going to join a running group, it would be something like this, where like, okay, let's go run, let's go sit back, have a beer, because yeah. I, I do like drinking beer. Yeah, Like, um, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, well, like, uh, <laughs> like that's no secret, like, I'm sure a lot of people with knowing me five minutes, yeah. they know, catch on to that, but it's the experiences that you create out of that. It's not like so much the beer, but it's the experience of like going out, then we come back, we're in a beer, okay, let's get to know each other. Like, what is your story behind all this? Why did you start running? And I think that's the beautiful part behind all of that, and like, why people go out. Right. Yeah, I, I think so, for sure. And, and that's, again, like we said, the social component, the culture, the community, all of that kind of stuff that um, seems to be, I mean, I, I think it's happening all over Kingston right now. Like, I really do feel like our, our community is doing a really good job of trying to be inclusive as best they can with, with a bunch of different activities and a diff different groups and whatnot. But, um, yeah, my biggest thing is I really enjoy... Um, some days I don't even, like some Wednesdays when we go out, I don't even want to go for a run. I just want to see everybody when they come back because I want to see who's coming back together. There's almost always like laughter and, and, and big smiles on their faces when they come in. But literally just standing in the brewery and looking around and seeing like 40 people all here having a good time. You know, five people at one table, three people at another. Um, people. They, there's a good chance they might not have known each other before that. So they start networking, oh, creating completely. Like bonds yeah. and like common yeah, there's there's a lot of people um, that I I never knew before um, coming out to this group and like I was shocked actually the first like I said the first week it was you know 30 35 people or whatever a bunch bunch of my buddies a bunch of people that we knew um, came out to support and I thought that was fantastic um, but then I looking around and I'm like who the heck are these people and where did they hear about this group because we'd only been like we'd only put a couple posts out I think. Um, but it was all just like people that I knew, 
um, had heard about the group and they'd mentioned it to somebody at work and, and lo and behold, like some of our, our most uh, loyal uh, club members that come out every week in and week out were people that they don't even live in the East End. They're people that I didn't know ahead of time. And, and I think they, you know, a couple of the guys in particular I'm thinking of, they've missed like may, one, maybe two. Um, I think we've done like 15 or 16 at this point. So um, yeah, it's kind of a neat, neat social component to it. And I think that's, that's what keeps bringing me back to running. I keep taking like time away from running, um, various reasons, injuries and just life stresses and stuff. And sometimes I, I just need to step back. Um, and what always loops me back around is when I see and hear stories of my running buddies training for another race or they do a race and you see photos and, and whatnot. And it's like, oh yeah, I want to get back into that camaraderie of, of, of training with these people and running with these people and now drinking beer with these people. So now are you going to do any races yourself? have anything on the horizon or has there been anyone else doing like these really cool races you're like man i want to do that let's do that next year uh yeah i mean like i said i i'm i'm pretty well connected as far as like knowing people in the run run community in kingston um all varying levels um so i've i've for for the last long while i've seen a lot of people doing some pretty incredible things especially some of my really close friends that i train with here in the neighborhood and i've seen like certain people go from being non-runners and starting with like the couch to 5k and they literally like their first run they couldn't even run a kilometer and now you know friends of mine they're they're running full marathons and trying to qualify for boston right that's pretty and, awesome yeah so I, that's a big feat just that's huge from zero like the five, yeah. five and then they're doing the full trying to qualify for yeah. like one the top tier marathons in the world exactly yeah so i mean th those people like just watching you know strava's a great great thing to motivate people um you know or a active person's social media community um and we've got a pretty active strava community in kingston so i see all these people training for these different races and whatnot i actually myself have no desire to run a marathon ever and i i'm open about that and i've told all of my running buddies that i i don't see myself ever running a marathon not even a half marathon i've done Three half marathons, okay. um, and that's actually my next kind of like goal race. Um, I'm just coming back from a long hiatus of, of not training very much, just casually running um, during the last couple of years due to injury, due to everything that life's stress, life, stress life. and because well, you own things. your own business, too. yeah, I own so, my own business, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's just j different things like that. I've I'm just coming back from it now, and I'm so I'm planning. There's a big group of us from Kingston here. We're going to be doing the Chili Half in Burlington, um, which is the first Sunday in March. So yeah, so there's like a big group of us. There'll probably be, I'd say at least 20, 20 people from Kingston go down to Burlington and, and run the Chili Half. So that's my that's my next goal race. So just trying to get myself fit enough to actually be able to train for it. So oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, kind of ask you about your injuries like what were some major injuries that prevent you from running like how did yeah. you come overcome all that yeah I mean it's one of those things where one of the first major injuries that I got when I was running was um first starting out running was um not really listening to my body not understanding what my body needed out of footwear and out of training and, and a bunch of different things which was great because I learned all of that stuff very very quickly trial by fire kind of thing um, and I've been able to to guide clients and such um, through similar issues but um, like tibialis posterior uh, tendinopathy stuff so like shin splint like achy achy stuff um, was a big one for me recurring like I could run I'd run train for three four weeks and I'd have to take 
three, four weeks off. And then I'd come back and I could train for five weeks and I'd have to take another three weeks off. And it was more just like too much, too fast, not the proper footwear based on what my, my body was able to do. Um, that kind of thing. So that was a big one early on. Um, the one that kind of set me back the most after doing a couple half marathons, I still don't know, um, you know, even as, as a healthcare professional, I still don't know exactly what was going on with my hip, but it was kind of like a hip flexor adductor kind of like groin thing. It was just like deep in my hip joint. Um, like, did you feel this like while doing the half marathon or was it something that kind of built up over time? Yeah, it, it built up over time, um, leading into my second half marathon. So I did my first one in like 2018 in Toronto and then I did the, so October, 2018. And then I did the chili half that 2019 and building up, I don't know if I recovered well after Toronto and sort of building up for the chili half, I could feel like kind of hip flexor groin stuff creeping up on me. It was like even moving around to the back of my hamstring. It was just really, really an odd feeling. I just couldn't generate power, couldn't turn my legs over. Um, And I was trying to like fake my way through the training and and get through the race. And it just, it wasn't going well. So um, took a bit of a break after that. Um, Rest, thought that would help. Um, Came back and it was like 10 days of training again and it flared right up. So, um, and that was like, yeah. Uh, spring of 2019, so I haven't actually really had consistent training since then. Um, so, yeah, it's really just those those two things, like the big... Oh, and I had plantar fasciitis stuff. Kind of last year, I started coming back in, like, February of 2021, so earlier this year. Um, and then, like, plantar fasciitis stuff in March for, like, eight to ten weeks, so, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting, because, like, you do learn, like, being in the health profession, like, we trained people at the gym, like gone through injuries myself and like, yeah, this happened to me. This is how I dealt with it. And you use that as like an experience to guide other people. Yeah. Do that. And I think that's so important, like that we're not all invincible and that you can like, this is what I did. This is what I learned from it. I can help you do this. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right in that. But then at the same time, it gets a little frustrating because I feel pretty fortunate that I was like, I think it was like about six weeks of no running at all. And then another couple of weeks just easing back into running with plantar fasciitis stuff. Um, you know, and, and I wasn't shy about sharing some of my struggles on like social media on Strava and, and kind of through different social media platforms. And so some of my clients were like, Oh, plantar fasciitis, I've got that. So you can help me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I just went through that. We'll get you back. And it's one of those things where it's just a reminder as a healthcare professional, not everybody's body responds to treatment in the yeah, same way. Yeah. So it's a little frustrating because there was a couple people that came in um, and their layoff from plantar fasciitis was longer than mine. And, and whether, whether there was just a different path to recovery that they weren't taking the same amount of rest, because I'll be honest, I was, I was resting quite a bit. I wasn't doing very much yeah. while I was trying to heal up. And some people have this this tendency or this need to be active, even, you know, there's active well, recovery they, and whatnot, yeah, and right? Yeah, they start to get that guilty feeling. Like, yeah. I need to do more. Like, yeah, I've been there, like, too. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm a little bit injured, but I can still do other things, and which flares it up more. For sure. And, I mean, the big thing is a, a, a large portion of the healing process with soft tissue is actually knowing when to load it during the healing process, right? So that it's it's loading in a stronger, stronger manner, and it's building up 
um, tolerance to that load so then when you do get back to training, it's not you do nothing, you do nothing, you do nothing, it's healed, oh, okay, and then you just, you overload it, right? So Yeah, it's, then you're like zero to 100. Yeah, so you can talk to clients about trying to like learn, like load the tissue at the right time in the healing process, and sometimes they overload it or, or load it too often or, or whatever. So there's very various reasons why certain clients might have taken a bit longer to come back, but that was a little frustrating, I think, for me, because like I said, I, one of the big reasons why I like to run is because it helps me treat my clients and get them back to um, being active more quickly, and when it doesn't go that way, that's, that's a little bit, little bit bothersome, I think. Yeah. Well, because I had sciatica issues too, right? And sciatica, like I'm sure you know. Yeah. Or, um, like, everyone's totally different on that. And, like, some days with my sciatica, I'd be like, okay, I'm awesome today. Like, I can actually move around. Other days, like, I can't even, like, do an air squat or anything like that without, like, pain shooting down right into my foot. And it's one of those injuries, like, some people can come back really fast. Some people takes, like, 8 to 12 months to come back to. And that is kind of the frustrating part from, like, your standpoint, too. Yeah. Same with mine is, like, you just don't know. Yeah, it's it's frustrating for everybody. So, um, yeah, it's uh, running certainly helped me though. Um, learn how to to help my clients as best I can, uh, the active ones that like to run and, and that kind of thing. So, I don't think we mentioned to yet what you what business you're on or what you exactly. Yeah, so um, I have a, a clinic downtown. Um, it's called Health and Focus Sports Injury and Rehab. Um, it's on Queen Street, corner of Queen and King. So the address 42 Queen Street, um, kind of right downtown, just off like the main street, Princess. I like that we're kind of tucked off to the off to the side there. But um, yeah, so it's sports injury and rehab clinic. Um, I'm a massage therapist. I have two other massage therapists that work there with me. Um, athletic therapist. Uh, we have a physio. We just actually just announced today that we we've brought on another physio. So we have two physios oh, working. Awesome. Yeah, working out of the clinic. Having like that much stuff. Yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Um, and then we've got we've got a couple strength and, and nutrition coaches. Let's see some clients um, that out of, out of our space. It's not a big space, um, but there are a lot of clients. I mean, as you know, and I'm sure your some of your clients have talked about not wanting to get back into a gym quite yet, um, and they like the the kind of intimate um, environment, the the one-on-one, nobody else kind of around. You don't have to share the equipment. You just have the clients from the physio or clients from, from the massage therapist around. So they like that that kind of personalized one-to-one training. Um, and then, oh, and I, I forgot to mention another new addition that we, we had join about five weeks ago, I guess, is um, she's a uh, pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, so like a strength coach for... Um, That's yeah. important, too. Yeah, so, and that just ties in really nicely because um, one of the physios that works with me, Maura, um, does uh, pelvic floor physiotherapy as well. So, um, yeah, so we've got a pretty good team down there and, and whatnot, and I'm pretty pretty proud of what we've been able to do. I actually opened the clinic up on February 1st, 2020, so we were open for six weeks, and then... Uh, Shut down for, Shut down, for 12, yeah. 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 Now, was that super stressful when you first opened up? Because, like, we didn't know what was happening. Like, yeah. the world was ending at that point. Well, I don't want to say actually ending. No. But but not <laughs> like Armageddon style, but yeah. it's like, what the hell? Like, what is going on here? Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, it was the first six weeks before we got shut down was stressful, right? Opening, opening oh, a new probably space. Probably the first, like, six weeks or, like, yeah, like, like I was six open. months before you even opened yeah, up, right? Yeah, like, all oh, that stuff is stressful. Just trying to get, stressful. like, the lease in order. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then there was, 
there's a lot of renovations. Um, we moved into the, the gears and grind space. So Aaron had a bike shop in there for 14 years, right? So a bike I shop. I remember that because that was an important bike shop for like the Kingston tribe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go down there. Yeah. yeah, so Aaron Aaron did a great business there for, for a long time. But like turning a bike shop into uh, like a... a medical like a healthcare clinic is was no small feat right um so that was stressful getting that ready and then you finally take a deep breath because you open up and you know people start coming in the door and then i i remember vividly the uh athletic therapist that works at the clinic with me she came up to me i think it was like um kind of around march 10th or something like that somewhere like early march and she was like what are your thoughts? Like, what are we, what should we start thinking about doing? Or what do you want to do about, about, um, like about COVID? I'm like, I'm, I, I've got four kids. I've recently opened a business. I've got my head in the sand. I'm like, COVID, like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, like, like I, I had no Let's idea. Let's just go. Let's yeah. get more people through like, the door. Yeah. I'm like, I honestly, nothing. We do nothing about it. We just, we just keep roll, rolling. Right. And then, yeah, like less than a week later, um, we were being told to shut our doors. So, um, yeah, that was pretty stressful for sure. Um, but then it's like you're in 12 weeks of, of being shut down and like, I don't know, I, I was certainly stressed out about it. Um, but at the same time, I was oddly calm at times too about it all because I just had this, this feeling that things would, or at least hope anyway, that things would, would work out and, and they ended up working out just fine. Like I was talking to my wife about it the other day and um, I'm actually ahead of where I projected the business would be. So we've been open for 18 months, 19 months, something like that. Um, no, geez, I guess like about 20 months, Yeah, right? yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's yeah. Cl- closing on two years. And um, I'm actually ahead of where I would have projected myself at the two-year mark um, without having a pandemic. And the fact that That's we've been... That's pretty damn good. I yeah. will say, like, that is very good. Like, when some businesses are just trying to get back to where they were, prior pandemic yeah I I certainly and I don't take that for granted like I feel very fortunate that we're where we're at um I feel grateful for the group that I have working with me because it speaks to to the quality of work that they've been doing um and their kind of belief in in what we're able to provide for the community and and um just the support that we've gotten from the community the fact that we're where we're at right like this time last year um, people are talking about all these businesses closing, and I, I feel awful for all of those businesses um, that didn't make it or some of the ones that are still struggling to get through, right? So I feel fortunate and grateful. Um, I do believe that a lot of our successes come from, like, our need or our want to be involved in the community. and um, From hard work. Yeah. From, from like, a, what I got from you is through all this conversation, it's, like, this hard work, getting out there, and being proactive, right? Yeah. Like you starting this club here, right? This um, hoppers and... Hops and runners. Hops yeah. and runners. I was <laughs> yeah, going to no. say hoppers. I was like, wait a <laughs> second. No, that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> but hops and runners, but like that's being... Pro- I'm not saying you ever did that for a business thing, but it's like you want to get out there. You want to meet people. And that this will carry on into your business, right? And doing things like that, it just... Like you're never thinking... Like I'm going to assume you're not thinking from a business standpoint, but it indirectly helps the business like you just get out there and just get to know people and it's gonna be yeah it's gonna help it yeah i mean any anytime anytime you can be involved in your community and kind of put put your business behind um that community involvement it certainly does come back around and and benefit the business um 
whether that's you can't you can't really measure that very well. Um, I'm, well, and I think if you start doing that to try and help your business, that's when things will go wrong. But if you're, you're not like, doing it for the right reasons, yeah. Then, right? then like, if you're just trying to do it, it's like, no, I believe in something like this. Passion, passion's going to take it way further. If people are like, oh, it's a business opportunity, I'm going to make money. You're like, it always fizzles out. And people see right through that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll look. I'll look around. I mean, we we we're going to meet tomorrow night for another run another edition of Hops and Runners and uh, I'll look around the room and there'll be, there'll be clients that are here, but there were clients that I had before Hops and Runners. Um, I think, you know, I'm looking, thinking back over the last couple months, there might have been one or two people that we've gained that are running here in the run club that are now clients at the, at the clinic, um, which is great to get any at all. Um, but yeah, like it all just comes back to the culture and the community and, and just, if you, if you can give back to the community and people see you giving back to the community, when they have a need for something, they'll seek you out, right? And then that's, that's ultimately it. If, uh, I'll never be able to measure the success of um, getting this group going and working with, with Jamie and, and Andrew and, and then Al and Christina down at Runner's Choice are involved in it as well. And like, I'll never be able to truly measure um, how much it's improved my business. Um, but one thing that I can measure is how much it's helped this business here. And that was a big thing for me was um, Andrew brings so much into the community and, and you know, as a, another new business starting up, um, I was like, he makes any, there's such great people here. It, they make it very easy to, to want to help them out and be involved in, in the community and the culture that they're building here. Um, but like one of the reasons why we chose Wednesday nights is because it was one of the nights that they closed at six o'clock. So they're like 12 to six on Wednesdays. Um, and they, you know, they, they weren't open late. It wasn't a super busy day for them. So we're like, okay, that's cool. We'll do like 6.15, run, leave from the brewery, and we'll come back. Well, now they're, they've changed their hours. They're open till eight, 12 to eight on Wednesdays now. And that's solely because we've been bringing 30 to 50 people Every yeah, Wednesday they need night. to put some extra staff on. Yeah, and so and and it's like, but if they're already going to be open for the thirty to fifty people, and say there's like four people in the neighborhood that want to come grab a beer while we're out for a run, or want to join everybody for a beer after, like so now they've been, they've been staying open longer, and um, just kind of seeing a bit of business drive back to these guys and then you know watching everybody stay for one or two beers after a run and then a bunch of people walking out with with 12 beer um to go and then you know there's a couple other local businesses that have food in their freezer and people are walking out with like bagels from the local bagel shop and stuff too so it's it just comes all the way back to like supporting the community and supporting the culture that's, well like that's it's here. the values i think that's what it comes down to like supporting the values like you have your set values and you're building on that versus like, hey, I'm trying, like find balance going to make money off this or anything. Cause like, if I come in here and this place is rocking and I see all these people, I'm going to ask the bartenders like, okay, what's happening here? Oh, there's a run group happens every Wednesday. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah. how do you get involved in that? And that's how like, okay, that's cool. Like I want to be part of that community. I, I always want to get into running or say like, for example, or like, 
I want to start running. I want someone to hold me accountable. Now we got the community. So yeah. That's how it builds, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I mean, that's that's where it starts for people that want to get running. Like, you, you want to come out one one day a week to run. That's great. You know, if somebody wants to join us and, and they're at a point where they can go for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, um, I mean, myself personally, I'd be happy to go with somebody for 10 or 15 minutes if it gets them into the sport of running and, and uh, you know, improves their their quality of life and 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 that kind of thing and then also you know they get to meet some new people and and make some new friends and support other local businesses in in the process then you know that's that's great like i really do want this whole um thing to be about inclusivity um with the run club um like i said i've been pretty well connected and involved in the running community for well over a decade now um you know, I mentioned elite level runners, Olympians, our clients and friends of mine, um, very exceptionally competitive um, age group athletes are, are friends of mine and, and clients of mine. Um, people like myself that are more casual recreational runners, um, people that are just getting into running, all of those people, like I know those people and I've, I've worked with a bunch of them. But one of the common things that I saw for so many years in the in the Kingston running community, it just seemed so divided. There was like, if you ran with this group, you couldn't run with this group. If you shopped at this store, you couldn't run with this group. Um, and I just, you know, like coaches from one group wouldn't talk to coaches from another group. And it was just one of those things that I didn't, it didn't sit well with me. Um, so... If, yeah, I hear on that because yeah. like it's like um, when I hear people go to another gym, I'm yeah. like, I'm like that's amazing, awesome. How is it? People are like, well, I don't want to tell you what gym I go to. It's like I don't give a fuck. Uh, exactly. Like, I don't like, care. You're going, to, you're going to the gym. Are yeah. you happy where you're at now? And they're like, yes, awesome. Hundred percent. I'm not going to try and convince you to come over to my gym because if you're enjoying it, if you only like running, you don't want to come and lift weights. Awesome. If you're enjoying your lifestyle, keep going with that. Yeah. And I think that's what it should be because like like going back to like what you're saying there is like when people will be mad at other people like they won't give them the silent treatment just because they're going somewhere else i'm like yeah. you're kind of losing scope of like you want to uplift everyone yeah and and it's it's actually like further to that whole like this group was here and if you were involved with this group you couldn't you couldn't talk to somebody because they ran with this group it was just it, it got silly right like it was like we're so all it's, adults it's a waste of time yeah it's totally a waste of time so actually last week on um on the the run uh one of the one of the members that i was uh running with she mentioned to me she's like one of the best things that i i really really enjoyed about this and this one hit home for me because this is exactly what I've been wanting to see and hear about in the Kingston running community. She was like, the fact that there's so many people that would never ever run together and they're all at the same location, right? And and like talking about two coaches that, you know, you'd never see them really around each other at, at an event and they're all of a sudden involved in, in the run club and coming out every week. And you're seeing people that, you know, really didn't, Inter, intermingle with each other um, and they're they're all here to support each other and everybody's kind of having a good time and we're all here for the the social side of things so it, that that was kind of pretty pretty neat to hear to say that for her to hear her say that so yeah yeah oh, that's awesome because again at the end of the day we're all trying to achieve the same thing celebration of fitness yeah for sure that's what it should be about like we're all trying to just live a better lifestyle some people are going like with the CrossFit gym CrossFit may not be for everyone like, I'll be the first one to yeah. admit that, right? And some people like powerlifting more. Some people like long-distance running more. Some people like doing the OCR, like obstacle course racing. Yeah. Like, if that's what you want to do, wicked. Enjoy it. 
love it. You live once, go enjoy your life. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's what I've always strived for and looked for is just surrounding myself with people like yourself, right? That you just want to see somebody get involved and improve their life and, and that kind of thing. So um, if we can provide that here in a, in a social way that focuses, maybe focuses more around beer for people than running and eventually maybe it progresses them into more running. Like I said, like friends of mine who went from literally couch to 5k to now doing multiple marathons a year and, and trying to qualify for Boston. Like, um, and I, th I think about like about him in particular, right? And and it was a lot of it was still centered around the social, like we we would drink before races and all, all that kind of stuff, right? And that's that's changed for him, and um, I feel great about that, that to see that change. So if somebody comes here more because they like the beer at Fine Balance, which is fantastic, by the way, um, but if they it's like good as we're sipping it's, on it, it's very good beer. Um, if if they like that side of things but it gets them interested in running then you know i feel like we've all done our jobs here and if they can yeah improve their life then then uh, and get more into running then that's great no it's a social part because like like i want to join in on this i will join you i would join you guys tomorrow but i got a coach okay that's fair but, do you coach every wednesday evening um right now yes okay because we started like a new hockey group yeah on that. that's Six, great at 6.15, so it's right about the same time. Same time. But I, I can be here just in time when you guys come back and start drinking the beer. So oh, that's I, perfect. I, I can join you guys for that one. Yeah, we'll get so. you started on the beer side of things, and then, <laughs> yeah, then we'll we turn you into a runner. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. start working on the other way. Now, if people want to come join you guys, how can they do it? Yeah, so we do actually have, uh, there's a Facebook page and an Instagram account. So um, there, it's just at Hops and Runners. So all one word, just at Hops and Runners. Um, so you can find us on social media there. To, we try and post just a couple times a week. We don't want to fill your feed with, with beer and running, but um, just give an update. Remind everybody that we are getting together each week. and. Um, and any events kind of, and stuff like that. show up. And, yeah, and everybody just shows up, yeah. So it's a 6.15-ish uh, we leave from the brewery. Um, usually somewhere between 6.15 and 6.20. Leave from the brewery, so just you park out by Fine Balance, and, and we kind of like... It's a bit of a bit of a mess, and we, we kind of congest up the parking lot, and people are trying to leave Hayabusa Academy from their class and stuff, and, um, you know, we're all in the way. But, yeah, we all just meet out in the parking lot, and... Um, everybody waits for my word, I guess. <laughs> Just, yeah. For whatever reason, I'm the one who starts. Start, let's go. Yeah, I'm like, okay, everybody, here we go. Um, and it's one of those things where um, some people use the same route every single time. Some people, like, they've branched off into the neighborhood a little bit more. It's dark now right from the start right to the end. So I'm kind of trying to encourage people to, like, wear a headlamp, wear ref reflective clothing. Some people have, like... Uh, lights and stuff that they can strap onto their their shoes or ankles or whatever. It's, I mean, the biggest thing is be safe, be seen, right? Um, but yeah, just meet here, um, show up a little bit before 6.15. We leave at 6.15 every Wednesday, half an hour, so we're back in here drinking beer before 7. Um, and yeah, they usually stay open till around 8 o'clock or so, so it's enough time for a beer or two and, and good chat. Oh, that's brilliant. Awesome. Thank you so much for jumping on this, eh? Oh, I appreciate it, Bob. Thanks so much. All right. Cheers, guys.